Hi ladies, can I interrupt you for a minute? I interrupt your regularly scheduled Mini Money Minutes podcast to bring you this special edition of the No Shame in This Money Game podcast from the Boston Convention Center. The din of the conversations in the background is the sound of some 15,000 women attending this 18th annual Massachusetts Conference for Women. And though money isn't gender specific, some of the challenges both men and women face when it comes to their finances can be. So I took this opportunity to ask dozens of women one question. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. I work for Rockland Trust and I do a podcast on money, no shame in this money game. So I talk about personal finances in a no shame zone. And I'm asking women today, what's the best piece of financial education or advice they've received? Save your money. Yes. Save early. Save, 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 save. Great advice. <laughs> Anything you've listened to or heard that you've imparted in your life? Well, in addition to save early, save first. So pay yourself first. Can you explain that a little bit? So as soon as you get paid, you, you auto-save to a savings account, or you don't wait until you see what you have left over at the end. Awesome. Thank you. My grandmother always told me to save, 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 and save for your children, meaning save in their names. So we, when we graduated from college, we had CDs already in our name. So instead of Christmas gifts, she would put money away, tuck extra money away for birthdays and Christmas gifts and things like that. So not just for yourself, but thinking about your, your children. To start saving early and just keep at it. And when the market's down, don't look at it. Probably no matter how big or how small, whatever you have to put away, put it away because over time it adds up. And you look back and you don't really realize that it's been adding up and then it allows you to see kind of the excess spending and waste that you have done over the years. At least that's what has worked for me. Think before you spend. It's good advice. Simply put, but yeah. very important. Yeah, I think it makes a big difference as an adult versus being like a 20-year-old. I'm in my 40s. Thinking ahead of that purchase and why I'm purchasing, or is it something I need, or is it something that I value and I'm going to value in the future, I think is a big, big difference between the way I used to spend money and I spend money now. Saving was a recurring theme at the conference. Another theme? Access to financial education. Oh, that's a tricky one. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm actually not great at <laughs> No frugality for me. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yes. <laughs> I wish I, they taught us more in school about money, just everything to do with financial literacy and everything that your money goes towards, taxes, loans, etc. I had no understanding of that going into college and I wish I did. Any advice you've received? I'm still waiting for advice. <laughs> I hear you, right? So, yeah. Have you received any formal financial education when you were growing up? No, and don't, as someone who appears to be in the same general age bracket as me, don't you feel like that was a huge miss on the education system? That, you know, people weren't taught to balance checkbooks and how to invest and... I know. Oh, you stay in line. It's become up to us to yes. educate our own selves. But I did find a listener. My name is Julie Beckham. I do the No Shame in This Money Game podcast. I love and your podcast. Thank you. I found a listener, people. <laughs> and I caught up with a few people in line. I'm just helping people pass the time in line here. I do a podcast for financial education, so I'm asking folks, what's a piece of financial education or advice you've received that's been valuable? So we were just talking about it. Two things. Plan for the future and only buy something if you could pay for it twice. Minus a house because it's 
an asset. <laughs> yes. Oh, so and only buy something if you can pay for it twice. So tell me a little bit about who told you that and the philosophy behind that. My dad. It's my sister, my mom, and I, so he's the only guy. And obviously we love to shop, so he's like, if you could pay for it twice, cash, do it. So I think it's more of like, if you really, really want it and you could afford it, instead of just like doing impulse buys. That's awesome advice. And I found out that wasn't the only parent's advice that was remembered and practiced often. It turns out that maybe kids do listen to their parents. Well, maybe about money at least. I think my parents instilled in me from a very young age how to save, not to spend what I don't have and to be very intentional in saving for the future, be very intentional about my 401k, 403b. Since I was little, save the allowance I got. So it was, it's been, I think, a very good financial advice I've gotten. You get to talk about the birds and the bees, but you know, my parents got nothing about money. I'm like, Okay, which ones? I mean, I need that. I need the money talks. I mean, I think for me, it's to talk about money, which I think not a lot of women do. I was never given that advice, and I think it's the best thing that I've ever done is to really just talk about money, because in order to make money, we have to know, right, what's going on, who's making that money to make it. So I think that's just really valuable advice for any woman who's hearing this. Uh, my mom just says, like, live off of, like, rice and beans for as long as you can. Try and save up. It's pretty much what I get from my mom. <laughs> And it turns out, if they didn't get advice at school or at home, these women know who to ask. Honestly, I would say the biggest thing is financial planner. Even at a young age, I thought, oh, that's a cost I don't have money for. And then when I decided to, you know, really explore my finances, how I could save, buy a house, all that jazz, financial planner really, like, opened my eyes and taught me I could still live within my means while being able to pay off student loans, buy a house, all of that. And I wish I would have understood like the benefit of that at a much younger age and that it wasn't cost prohibitive. It wasn't as something as expensive as I thought it would be. Get a financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> you should be saving 10 to 12% of your salary a year. And who told you that? A financial advisor. Well, that's good. You're listening to the right people, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. I mean, it's hard to learn all this on your own, so I feel like a lot of us feel ashamed about asking an expert, but there are experts out there for a reason. Just a shameless plug in this no-shame zone that Rockland Trust has an investment management group of fiduciary advisors, which is good to know if you're like these women who have been given advice to invest in their retirement as soon as possible. I would say people have said to open a retirement account as early as you can, even if you can't afford to put a lot of money in it because it compounds over time. The earlier you start it, the better, even if there's not a lot of money in it. When I first started my teaching career, I had a mentor who told me to put some of my check away into a 401k even in my first year of starting my job. Mine was to uh, start investing in your 401k as soon as you can, as early as you can, so that way even when the market crashes, you have a chance to rebound. Invest in a 401k. That has been the theme of the day. <laughs> Invest in it. Put all your money that you can. The women who were brave enough to talk to me at the Massachusetts Conference for Women were honest, open, and willing to chat and learn from each other about the admittedly taboo topic of money. 
But after all, they and I and the nearly 15,000 women attending in person and virtually were all there to listen and learn from each other. I certainly got a keener sense of the various ways women receive and give financial advice. But when I had the opportunity to ask a keynote speaker, Jamila Jamil, an advocate and actress best known for her role on The Good Place, the advice she had to give was so direct and powerful, it's how I will end this special edition of the No Shame in This Money Games Mini Money Minute. Are you recording? I am. I think it's important to remember that women, at least the last time I checked, were 80% of the consumer market, and that's why we are so heavily targeted in advertising, especially for products that we don't need. We've been taught that we are broken, and then we are sold something that's going to allegedly fix this thing that was never actually broken in the first place. Aging is not breaking. Gaining weight is not breaking. All of these nonsense things that don't work are sold to us to distract us and make us spend the money that we need to build our lives, build our happiness. Spend the money fixing your inside and it'll be the most beautiful and happy and restored and sane that you could possibly ever be. So that's my advice. Spend it on the inside if you're gonna spend it on anything other than your security. There is no single greater investment than in your own mental health. The No Shame in This Money Game podcast will return with some more bite-sized mini money minutes. Until then, keep listening and keep learning with Rockland Trust, member FDIC, the bank where each relationship matters because we want you to have a healthy relationship with money at any age.